You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. Now Hear This is a conversation with leaders in Indianapolis that are working to improve the lives of Hoosiers. Our goal is to empower you to join in their work and make a difference while informing you about the unseen aspects of life in Indiana. If you miss an episode, you can listen via podcast at nowhearthisindy.com. Uh, we are focusing a lot on this show about the pandemic. This episode is no different. We are revisiting um, with our friends at Fairbanks and uh, talking about addiction today. We had our, our good friend Eric Tatarud on early in the pandemic, right as things were starting to transition. And today we have the pleasure of talking to Teresa Anderson, who is the interim CEO and the chief nursing officer at Fairbanks. And thank you for joining us, Teresa, but also for those who didn't catch that initial episode, what is Fairbanks and what do you do? Fairbanks is a hospital here in Indianapolis and our sole focus is on the disease of addiction and recovery. Uh, Fairbanks has been around for 75 years, so this is not new to us. Um, And with the COVID epidemic and things that have gone on right now, it's just made this situation actually worse for people, unfortunately. What is the magnitude and and what are you seeing as you're out there talking to people? Because when we talked to Eric, it was very early on. You'd switch to online, but it was too early to kind of tell the scope and impact of the pandemic on those struggling with addiction. What have the last few months been like? The the last few months have actually been very challenging, not only for us internally and managing and helping people, but also just the public. And by saying that, what I mean is that the disease of addiction – is basically um, even more challenged by the isolation that happens with patients. So um, one of the key points that I wanted to make was from the IU Grand Challenge, and this is just some details around that. Um, But quoting them, it says, those of us who work in the field of substance use disorders became concerned for those in recovery as that pandemic spread. Social distancing was put into place. Social connection and support is key to that recovery process. And without, with that, without them, relapse is more likely. When people with opioid use disorder relapse, there's more than a loss of sobriety. Sometimes there's a loss of life. And how tragic is that? 78% of the people interviewed for the IU Grand Challenge report higher levels of stress before the pandemic, mm. primarily due to job or family responsibilities, job losses, reductions, And those changes in routine, coupled with that unstructured free time because they can't get the recovery support that they need, make that recovery much more difficult. And that stress contributes to that loneliness, frustration, and hopelessness. So, you know, that is very sad and unfortunate what's going on. Uh, And because of that pandemic, we have limited spaces, not only internally in our inpatient setting, but also in our outpatient settings, in our group rooms. So trying to serve the most people with limited space um, has presented a lot of challenges and unfortunately has um, restricted what we can do at this point in time. But we're hoping with the changes and things that are going on right now, um, opening up some of those services, being careful with that, we can serve more people. So how many people do you typically serve? I mean, and, and how much more do you have to go? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's an infinite amount of need that you could, you could pr- progress. You know, I don't, you don't want to put a cap on it, but um, give us an idea of the facts and figures of Fairbanks. 
Well, going back, like I said, Fairbanks has been here for 75 years. We were the first alcohol treatment center here in the state of Indiana, uh, known as the home for alcoholic men. Uh, then we also had the first unit in Indiana solely dedicated for treatment of women. In 1982, we started treating adolescents. You know, this is a disease of kids. You know, adult addiction is out there in those teenagers, too. We, well, we hear that in the news all the time. It's very, very sad. Um, last year, we joined with the Community Health Network. So we're part of that Community Health Network, and we're very proud to be affiliated with them. But last year, Fairbanks reached more than 18,000 individuals through treatment, education, and outreach. So, and by doing so, it was one and a half million dollars uh, of patient assistance. Mm. That's incredible. Um, but there's always more need out there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you mentioned that 78% said that they're struggling. And mm. obviously, I, I mean, I think, I think almost everybody is dealing with, uh, you know, some level of struggle through 2020 for various reasons. Um, but why are people who struggle with addictions of various types more susceptible in this environment? Primarily relates to that social isolation. We have recovery groups that meet here and, and all over the state. Um, but that support from one another is essential in that ongoing um, recovery process. And by limiting those or now not having those available to them, they are isolated. They have free time, they struggle, they've got concerns with employment or their family. Um, that exacerbates that feeling of cravings to want to relapse. So that's the, the cycle that these people are in right now. And it's very unfortunate because some of the questions we keep getting asked are, when can we reopen these again? Mm. And the fact is, we just have to be careful at this point. So, you know, meetings, friends who, that I've had that have struggled with maybe alcohol addiction or other substance abuse issues, going to a meeting is critical. And so in the era of a pandemic, how have you transitioned from those in-person meetings? What are you doing? Are you able to do any in-person meetings or is it all online at this point? For our outpatients, we can do telemetry or te telehealth visits. We can do... Um, um, kind of an IOP, a blended, a virtual kind of uh, support with that. Obviously, we have our inpatient and our outpatient. So we are opening those back up, and we're always looking for different kind of ways to do that. Um, but much more growth in that virtual and online. Talking to Teresa Anderson, who is the interim CEO and chief nursing officer of Fairbanks. Uh, their website is fairbankscd.org. And, uh, you know, if there's somebody listening right now, let, let's start with the individual and then start about, and I'll ask about the family and friends, but let's say somebody out there is listening and they're, they think they have a problem and they don't know where to start. And that's usually the hardest part. Like 50% of it is just getting moving in terms of recovery. What would you say to that person? Where do they, where do they begin? How do they get help? What are some resources that you'd recommend? Well, they can always go to our webpage, and that is uh, our Fairbanks website is Fairbanks, F-A-I-R-B-A-N-K-S-C-D.org. So one can reach out there. Um, they can call. There's a number on there. They can call our access center and reach out to make an appointment. But one of the things that we wanted to say, too, was, you know, getting here and making that appointment is just the first piece of that. Um, again, coming here. You know, you've reached out, you have a problem, your family wants to help you, you know, there's a stigma associated with substance use disorder. 
we do not want financial considerations to be a barrier towards treatment. It's hard enough reaching out and making that appointment and being here, but then to find out that you don't have the resources can be devastating. So we want to be able to help them. What if you're a family member and you see somebody in your house or in your immediate circle of friends and family that's struggling and they maybe are resistant to having that conversation? What are, what are some tips that you might share with them on how to intervene? I would say talk to them. You know, really, I'm concerned about you. I want you to be well. You know, sometimes it is just walking with them, making that appointment, coming with them, being that support person for them. That is huge. Um, to know that they're not in this alone, that there's people out there that care about them. And are there any, you know, books or, or resources on your website that maybe would be a good guide for those people? Oh, yes. There's all sorts of resources. There's brochures out there. It links them to different kinds of treatment. It tells about all of our different services on at Fairbanks, whether that be inpatient, outpatient, the lodges. We have supported living programs. So there's quite a few different options out there. And it really depends on that person's um, disease and what that disease really links to the appropriate level of care. Um, and our trained counselors um, are very much in tune with what that looks like for that individual. So once they can get that assessment done, they can link them to the appropriate service. Are, are there any, you know, any services out there like an intervention service that you work with? Yes, we do some crisis intervention. So there's an ability to call and get help that way as well. Excellent. So you, you mentioned funding for individuals. How, how do you fund Fairbanks and what can people do to help Fairbanks grow their capacity in this time of need? Yes, obviously we will do an insurance assessment with those individuals, but if they cannot um, afford treatment, um, then we will look to provide and be able to link with them to be, get that service. Um, but one of the main events that we do have is our Circle of Hope. And that event is typically held in April of every year. It is our major fundraising event. It helps um, fund our patient assistance. We have monies available, again, to help provide treatment for patients. And we want to be able to do that. That event was had to be, I'll say, postponed or canceled. That has now turned into our virtual day of giving. That day of giving is October 8th. And we are hoping that we can reach out to individuals to make at least a $75 contribution to our patient assistance fund uh, on that day. Our then uh, new Circle of Hope will be in 2021, uh, barring kind of more issues with our pandemic situation, but it is scheduled for April of 2021. Um, but this is, again, our 75th anniversary. Our anniversary. We're encouraging those individuals to donate that $75. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts have offered a generous match of $50,000 to those donations, so we're very excited about that. All right. Well, and you can find more information, I assume, at fairbankscd.org? Slash Day of Giving or on the Facebook page at Fairbanks CD for more information. Perfect. So, let me ask you this. What is the one thing that you see every day that you wish people understood about your work that you just, you know, when it comes to addiction, what is the thing that people who have no experience with it ought to understand? That addiction and the disease of addiction is out there and it affects everyone. I think we all have a personal story through our family, through our friends that reach out there that this is everywhere uh, and it can happen at any point in time. So, um, it's out there. Let's see how we can help these individuals. So many have gone through treatment and been you know, just rescued uh, at that point. Um, I've heard our medical director say, I don't care if they come back 30 times. 
as long as it hits them that 30th time and they finally get it, um, that's what we're here for. It is a chronic disease, not a personal failure. So that stigma helps and makes people prevent from getting treatment. And that's what we're worried about. So we want them to know we're here. We're not here to judge them. We're here to help them. Well, that's excellent. Thank you so much for joining me uh, again, FairbanksCD.org. Thank you, Teresa Anderson, for joining me. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. If you missed any portion of our program, you can listen on our website, nowhearthisindy.com. If you'd like to have your organization featured on the show, please contact Gabby at 317-475-7407 or via the contact page on our website. Thanks for listening, and we will be back again next weekend with Now Hear This. We Are Libertarians Plus members enjoy many benefits like exclusive bonus shows like Build the Wall and Ideological Origins, lifetime access to my exclusive private newsletter at chrisspangle.com, early release of episodes with commercial-free shows, and a full feed of the show with 700 more episodes than you can find in the public feed. You'll also get merch and the opportunity to be a guest on the show. Most importantly, Wall Plus members support a new generation of opinion journalists by bringing an independent libertarian perspective to the news. Enjoy these benefits immediately by visiting joinwallplus.com.